Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the brand new series of the Deliciously Seller podcast. My name is Bella Younger and I run the Instagram account Deliciously Stella. So this series we're going to be taking a little bit of a different tack. I woke up the other day and I realised that I'm going to be 30 this year. Now, I don't think I'm very good at being an adult, so I've roped in one of my friends who's known me since I was 13 years old so we can look back at what we have or haven't learned in what we are now calling Deliciously Stella, None the Wiser. Hello, Flick. Welcome to the None the Wiser podcast. Thanks, Bella. Very excited to be here. So I mentioned before that um, Flick and I met when we were 13. Flick, would you like to tell everyone how we met? So, Bella, we met at school. And when you arrived a couple of years after me, aged 13, looking just like Heath Ledger, I knew I had a kindred spirit. And what can I say? Friendship fledged ever since. So Flick and I bonded because I was constantly on something called progress report, which meant that after every lesson I had to go and see a teacher to check that I'd managed to behave myself. I think I managed to get seven bad conduct marks in one class. And um, I think you, you became my almost my coach. Whereas I actually was an all-round A-class student, head of choral, head of orchestra, head of chamber orchestra, parents out there proud, never had a bad conduct mark. So I think I was actually asked to monitor you. So each week, Flick and I are going to be looking at a different topic, and this week, it's dating. Or as Flick likes to call it, love me Tinder. So Flick, I think it's safe to say that you and I have both been pretty unlucky in love, both finding ourselves single in the twilight of our 20s. Oh, the despair. So when it comes to dating, I found that one of the biggest challenges is that I am Scottish and a little bit posh. So dating outside my gene pool can be a little bit troublesome. I don't know if you know this, but my parents are actually cousins. Stop it. (laughs) Not first. (laughs) No, I think they're quite distant cousins. Apparently, when they first got engaged, my grandparents met up in the House of Commons. And the first thing they discussed was the cousins that my parents share. Yeah, you look more like a second cousin kind of produce. <laughs> not, not as bad as the firsts. Yeah, no, I actually um, I went to a family reunion recently and someone came on to me. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was just, I was absolutely horrified. I was like, if we are in the same room in this same pub in a random village in Scotland, you must be related to me <laughs> somehow. But it's fine for my parents. My parents are more than happy for that to be a match. Desperation. Yeah. As, as long as we're distant enough cousins to not have disabled children, it's fair game for them. 
Yeah, see, I have the opposite problem. I don't have a very close extended family. Um, you know, I know of their existence, but I've never actually met them. But being given the names means that I can ruthlessly stalk them on social media, especially Facebook. And I do this regularly. And recently, I came across a young guy, name of my cousin, and... I'm 90% sure that it's him because he's an absolute 10, like a hutney, and <laughs> definitely shares the same eyes as me. So I didn't want to be too bold and add him, but I have given him a little poke because, you know, a virtual poke isn't incest, is it? I mean, where I'm standing, poke is essentially sexual assault. Like, <laughs> who, who's been poked since 2006? <laughs> so for me, probably the biggest issue at the moment is that there used to be a very straightforward, are you single, yes or no? Are you in a relationship or you're not in a relationship? Now, there is this painful new process, which I like to call single shaming. And the really difficult thing to get your head around is just how many categories there are. So it's no longer single or in a relationship. You are married with kids, married and expecting, married, engaged, about to be engaged, Definitely will be engaged by the end of the year. Then that really fun category, you know, the ups and downs. He's definitely cheating on her. Quite a fun one to be in. Then you've got just started dating someone. Then you've got single. Then you've got rehab. And Bella, you and I, my friend, fluctuate from those bottom two. And it is a nightmare. I spend my life oscillating between the two. When will I be safe? Have you been single shamed? I actually very recently got single shamed by my hypnotherapist. Mm. Now, I've started seeing a hypnotherapist because I'm a bit nuts and I kind of thought, yeah, he's, he's going to solve all of my problems. And I went in and he was like, first things first, I need to know, is anybody kissing you? Are you kissing anyone? Is anybody loving you? Anyone loving you? Loving is so important. And I was the like, sound of his voice sort of sounds like you should be dating him. <laughs> French fling. But yeah, no, he was like, obviously it's, it's so important. And I was like, gosh, I feel quite shamed. And then he sort of made me lie back on the bed, sort of prostrate and was like, you love yourself. Everything is going to be okay. And I was just lying there, stiff as a board, absolutely awake as anything. Like, this is the most I have hated myself in my entire life. <laughs> you know those categories you mentioned earlier? I feel like there needs to be a separate one for me, which is, it is written in the stars that you will die alone with cats. Oh, it's a good one, that. <laughs> so obviously the person I'm single-shamed by most is my mum, who gets more and more like Mrs. Bennett every day. Oh, good old Sal. <laughs> good old Sal. Um, yeah, so we've booked, just booked a holiday for, in the summer in Mallorca, and my sister's obviously inviting her perfect boyfriend, and my mum was like, well, darling, you can always bring someone. And I was like, oh, great, I'll bring a friend. And she was like, well, you could bring a man. And I was like, what man am I going to meet with a two-month window and be like, oh, come on holiday with my mad family. It will be fun. That is absolutely is so inappropriate. I mean, I actually have a similar experience. We've got an upcoming family holiday in a couple of months. And again, husband of one sister, boyfriend of the other are coming. So I made it my mission in January that I would find a man to bring on the holiday. So keen was I that the first man I could get a date with back in Feb took me out 20 minutes into the drinks. He went to the loo, texted my whole family saying, don't worry, guys, I found my husband. Get that Ibiza ticket booked. He came back and he saw the message. Safe to say he's not coming on the holiday. <laughs> 
But that's the pressure they put on us. It's parental expectation, isn't it? Mm, there is. And there's such, there's a massive expectation in my family because I'm the eldest and my sister, who's just a bit younger than me, seems to have absolutely nailed everything. Like she's an accountant. She's moving into her boyfriend's flat in Chelsea. Everything is all wonderful. And her boyfriend is just the quintessential like parent porn. You know, he's... <laughs> He's obsessed with hunting and fishing. My sister's basically a blood sport widow. And I'm just, I'm so vengeful about the whole thing that um, once when she really annoyed me, I invented a family in-joke that she fancied my dad. Amazing. <laughs> so she came downstairs one morning. I was really annoyed. And um, she was wearing pyjama shorts. And I was like, oh, God, you just couldn't help yourself, could you? You had to wear the short pyjamas. For God's sake, dad is a married man. Oh, poor dad, I bet he was baffled. Dad absolutely hates it. See, for me, the expectation, it's a bit of a tricky one. So, obviously, I've got Em and Klaz, my sisters. And, you know, the three of us are doing pretty well. Mum's pretty pleased. We didn't end up becoming doctors, barristers, bankers, the rest of it. But it does mean that, you know, my mum still wants them around her. And so the expectation is that we will meet some men that fulfill that criteria. But, you know, she's not a, you know, you know, my mum, she's not a straight down the line, uh, stuffy old woman. So she likes them. You know, it's not good enough that I bring home a doctor. He has to be an edgy doctor. So, for example, my sister, you know, goes out with a great guy, high flying barrister, all the rest. But he wears a leather jacket and pointy shoes. Therefore, he makes the excellent edgy success story. So not only is there an expectation to obviously find a mate, but once you find them, they've got to reach that sort of level of parental approval. I know, and sometimes they slip up oh so quickly in the game. (laughs) So when I introduced my ex to my parents, um, my mum is known by our immediate family as Ma. And maybe foolishly, I said, and this is Ma, without giving her first name. And from that moment, he clearly thought that that was her name and from day dot called her ma himself now obviously that's not okay you're a 30 year old man who's just met a six-year-old woman who is not your mother so don't call her that my whole family look aghast other boyfriends in the room who definitely don't call her that look aghast but it got to kind of four five six times that he said it and you know by then you can't really correct him two and a half years later it took until he walked out on me uh and all that time calling calling her ma obviously now you know i'm i'm proud to have a bit of ammunition to shame him with because he should be shamed for such a criminal mistake you should text him right now and just be like i can't believe you called my mother ma well i was gonna text him but i've come up with a better plan bella now (laughs) hear me out i still have his flat key two and a half years on so i was thinking of a Tuesday, I could just pop round to his flat, let myself in before he gets back from work, maybe make a sort of chicken Kiev, sit soft and wait till he gets home and then just pretend that nothing's ever happened. We haven't broken up and then casually then I can drop it in the conversation. Shocker. I can't believe that you still have his key. Oh, don't judge me. He left. <laughs> so Flick, I've got an existential question for you. Am I a people pleaser or have I just got good manners? Discuss. So, I mean, I've struggled with this for some time now. I'd really like to think it is just good manners because they are impeccable. But I've had to face up to it. I really just find it difficult to say no. Uh, This happens in all different areas of life. But when we're talking about dating, it certainly affects that one too. I'm going to go along with the lines that it's just easier to pull than it is to pull away. (laughs) 
Uh, and this has got me into some slightly embarrassing situations. You, Bella, know about my little dalliance with a butler and the buff at a hen party that I organised in my parents' house. Uh, nice guy, but really the point where he sort of started sliding a strap of my dress down, I should have just been like, didn't pay for this. You've done an excellent job serving those canapes. Next. But instead I just kind of went with it. And so I ended up, you know, having a, a passionate evening with a man in a backless apron and cuffs. Um, but, you know, looking at my people-pleasing problems, I took it further and when he gave me his number, assuring me that he'd never done this before, clearly a liar, I agreed to go on a date with him. And I tell you, Bella, it turns out that when you take away the apron and you take off those cuffs, it was just a part-time teaching assistant called Dave. And bloody boring he was too. <laughs> also, obviously the problem of having really good manners and being polite is that I find it incredibly difficult to bring up slightly tricky conversations. Like contraception. I'm not going to ask and I just feel like they don't. I don't really think that I have that problem. Oh no, neither do I. I was just joking. <laughs> But hold the phone, Belle. Last time I had a drink with you, you were busy swiping away like nobody's business. And don't you have some, being the Instagram sensation that you and Stella are, uh, some exclusive access to a dating app that none of us mere mortals can get our hands on? What, what's it called again? You see, I love to swipe. I find it a really Me great too. game. I've got, I've got so many apps now. I've got one called, um, called Inner Circle, where everyone's apparently picked on the basis that they're, they're really attractive or maybe they're really successful. And everyone gets like vetted. But honestly, looking at it, it is a bay of pigs. <laughs> I spend every weekend just getting assaulted with messages being like, pick a colour, pick a number. I'm like, no, absolutely not. Go away. And anyone can message on it. You don't even have to match. That's why you get so many messages. It's awful. I'm also on one that is actually quite exclusive. It's called Raya. And you have to have a certain number of Instagram followers to, <laughs> to be a part of it. So go on, dish the dirt. Any keen celebs on there that you've spotted? Basically, what I've done is I've changed my settings to men and women so that I have a higher chance of running into a celeb on Good Raya. thinking, my friend. <laughs> Just because I, I really want to know who's on there. I've seen Lily Allen's on it and Craig David. Now, when I found out that Craig David was on it, I was so excited because all I want to do is just message him countless song lyrics. Yeah, obviously on a Monday, Tuesday, any day it would work. <laughs> exactly, take him for a drink on Tuesday, Craig. <laughs> He'll be like, absolutely not, you are revolting. Next. But um, you've actually had some luck with dating celebrities on apps. I mean, you're very kind, Bella. I've never actually physically been on a app date, um, but the closest I got to was with none other than Matt Cardle. That's right, girls, <laughs> listen and weep. Uh, obviously, never quite figured out whether it was the Matt Cardle or Catfish Matt Cardle. But, you know, the beginning looked promising. I recognised him, but obviously played it cool, asked him what he did. He played it cool back and said he was a musician. I said I played the accordion. Chat, 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 chat. All went really well. Then I did a bit of Daily Mail stalking, saw that he'd just come out of rehab, and so it was a bit tentative to ask him to go for a drink because, you know, I know how all those step programs work and things. <laughs> Catfish suspicions were raised when he said, yeah, absolutely, would love a drink. I was like, poor Matt, he either needs to go back in there or he's a liar. Um, and then 
I made that. St- I, I actually asked you, Bella, didn't I, about a, a sort of a couple of days before to rally round and be at said pub to make sure that if he was a catfish, that I didn't get, you know, bagged and whisked away in a ghastly Toyota or something, <laughs> never to be seen again. Um, but about an hour before the date, I just got really worked up and texted him and said, look, Matt, come on, just be straightforward. Are you actually who you say you are or are you a catfish? Unmatched, never to hear from him again. So, see, I have always maintained that I would get with pretty much anyone famous just for the story. And so to try and sort of display this point to my friend once, she was like, would you get with the man who plays McNair in Harry Potter? (laughs) McNair being the hippogriff murderer who wears a bag over his head for the whole film. So I would have to meet a man in a nightclub and for him to go, yeah, I I played McNair in Harry Potter. I would have no way of fact-checking this. I would just have to go with the flow and snog him for the story. But I would. I was once so intent on getting with someone for the story that I got with someone when I was on Magic Mushrooms because I genuinely believed that he was Danny Dyer. (laughs) (laughs) So final question of the podcast who would your mum's dream man be for you to find? I mean, my mum's dream is for me to find any man. I mean, if I announced to her that I was in love with Fred West, she'd be like, okay, <laughs> go and visit him in jail. <laughs> Everything's fine. Isn't he dead, Bella? And your point is, so taking parents out of the equation without your mum, who is your ideal man? Well, currently, it's the main man in my life, my cat Bramble. He, like all the other men, abandoned me about a week ago. If you're in the Hammersmith area, look out for him, because he's all I've got. You're the saddest woman on earth. I know. Lock me up. So that's all from us, um, from Deliciously Stella, None the Wiser. Thanks so much for joining me, Flick. Thank you, Bella. So next week, we'll be making the obvious next step, exploring the world of weddings. If you're enjoying the new series of the podcast, please do subscribe. You can find us on iTunes or Acast. Or if you want to get in touch directly, you can email me at deliciouslystella at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at deliciouslystella. See you next time. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Albert's, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.